The Leafs fall flat in the Battle of Ontario, but the hockey world is buzzing over Morgan Riley's reaction to an empty net slap shot. We'll discuss the incident and break down the game and all the things that went down around the league on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morasuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. What's happening, Dave? How you feeling on a Monday? Feeling pretty good. It was a jam-packed weekend. Yes. Yes, it was. Very (laughs) jam-packed weekend. Uh, Obviously, you know, you get the Leaf game on Friday, followed by the Super Bowl on Sunday, which is why uh, it it was a late one, which is why we, you know, we're a little late getting the podcast out today. Typically, we record Sunday nights, but with the Super Bowl and both of us kind of attending Super Bowl parties, it, uh, it wasn't as feasible, but uh, what, before we get into the Leafs, I mean, it, it's the biggest spectacle on planet Earth yesterday. We probably should talk a little bit about it. What would you think about the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, becoming world champions once again? That's why you never bet against Patrick Mahomes. I kept telling people you got to be weary about betting against Patrick Mahomes. You give him any opening. Any opening, he's gonna take it. He's gonna find a way, man. It's he, you know. I, I know a lot of people don't want to give him the credit, but that they don't win that if he doesn't make the plays he made. Like he literally made plays that yeah. saved that game for them so many times. Yeah, he, he he did. Like Patrick Mahomes was was terrific last night, and and he was given NFL uh, or Super Bowl MVP. Uh, very very much deserved. Um, threw for a couple touchdowns. He's perfect. Uh, on the opening drive there, I, I it bothered me all week, all week long because I like I, I I was wrong. I was a supporter of the Niners. I thought the Niners were the better team, and I thought that they matched up well against the Chiefs, and they did for the most part. Like realistically, the Niners, they were right there. They were they were neck and neck. I mean, this thing went to overtime, which is yeah. just crazy to to settle a you know winner take all one game uh, with overtime is is wild. Um, but I, I kept, you know, coming up with all these different stats and reasonings as to why, no, I think the Niners could do it. They've got, you know, a great run game against the bad chiefs run defense, you know, the zone running scheme, and they've got good defensive players. They might be able to slow down Kelsey. And, you know, for the most part, a lot of that kind of was true, but the only thing that people kept saying about the Chiefs was can't bet against Mahomes. It's like, okay, but there's 50 reasons why you could bet with the Niners, but only one reason people kept giving to why you can't bet against the Chiefs. But ultimately, it was it was right. You just you just can't bet against Mahomes and what that guy can do. Like he can just it's magic. 
what he does on the football field. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I know I, I got burned for it on overdrive. I, I'm going to get absolutely roasted probably today uh, for picking the Niners and and fading, you know, some of the Chiefs stats, um, which ultimately did not go, you know, in our favor a whole lot. I'll say this, uh, Owen Wilson, Team Owen Wilson, uh, O-Dog, and, and Luke Wilson also did not do very well with their picks. So, you know, we, we both kind of sucked when it came to picking Super Bowl wagers, but is what it is. But you know what? I, I kept going through my mind watching yesterday's uh, celebration and, like, the trophy ceremony. And it, it, it comes through my mind every time I watch a trophy ceremony that's not the Stanley Cup is the NHL does it the best. They do it right. First of all, Stanley Cup, greatest, greatest trophy in sports. I mean, it's it's just it's so nice compared to any, all the other uh, four core four major sports. Um, but also just like the fact that I don't know, it's it's the ceremony itself is weird. It just seems like it's a few players that bring up on a stage. They give the trophy to the owner first. He talks, gives a speech like the NHL just does it right. They bring up the captain and then they, you know, give the hand the cup off to him and then they give it to each other's team and they celebrate as a team together. Uh, and, and just for whatever reason, I, I always think about that when I watch the Super Bowl ceremony, it's just, it's not, it's not even close to the Stanley cup ceremony. Uh, Stanley cup is the best in sports, man. It is. No, I've always, I, I think everyone can also appreciate, you know, but they don't go too, too long with the, post-game speeches right after like Gary Bettman just does his quick quopo he gets his booze he takes it like a champ and then it's Con Smythe hand the trophy off and I like that the NHL has been adding the pyro to it like I, I don't think it really was a thing where they would add pyro when the, uh, the the cup is raised but like that's the way it should be done it's yeah the owners play a part they pay the bills but at the end of the day, they're not the ones out there getting tackled, catching no. passes. They're not doing that. Like I think, didn't the, the owner also too, say though? Like NBA does the same thing. They oh, always yeah. give it to the owners first there as well. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense. Did he correct me if I'm wrong? Didn't the Chiefs owner also say kudos to the players? Like he kind of was like, "Kudos, guys, good job." It was almost like. Yeah, yeah. They always say that they say this is this is all about the players who played their asses off, blah blah blah. Okay, well, let's let's get the show on the road. No one cares what you have to say. Let's let's get to the players. Give you this trophy what? to Patrick Mahomes. People want to hear from him. People want to hear from uh Chris Jones, everybody. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. I've been, I was working for the Super Bowl and obviously I have to post stories and stuff. They didn't even announce that Patrick Mahomes had won the Super Bowl MVP on the damn broadcast. Dude, so I picked up on that. I'm like, did, did they announce MVP? So I don't think there was like a formal official announcement, but when they brought Mahomes in to speak, did they say, let's hear from the MVP or anything? No, no. I, I, I didn't Literally, think that. Really didn't answer, just like Patrick Mahomes, and then the crowd starts like – like I was like, did Jim drop the ball and not announce like here comes a three time Super Bowl MVP, something like that? Yeah. Just, I had to find out on, on X. That he I won. mean, yeah, I think it was a no brainer that he was going to yeah. win MVP toss for over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. And I mean, the, the fourth quarter and, and that overtime drive was 
was all Mahomes. Like he he was eight for eight, ended up with like sixty nine of the seventy five yards on his own. Um, yeah, it was a no brainer that he was going to win MVP, and it's now three Super Bowls and three MVPs in the course of five years. I mean, you talk about goat status and and you know reaching dynasty uh dynasty levels uh, that's what the chiefs did last night um you know it's it's we talk about dynasties in in hockey and i'm not sure we've seen one as dominant as the chiefs have had in football like, i think we had i guess the blackhawks did go to uh six stanley cup fin- or um three stanley cup finals and they won three three stanley cups in like a was it six year span, five or six year yeah, span. So, so it was, I, I, that was similar, actually, similar to it. Um, and then I think with the Kings, I think went to three as well in that uh, in the, in a similar time span. So I don't know why, but it, it feels like the Chiefs have were just had a way more dominant five year run than the Blackhawks did back yeah. in the day. But uh, what'd you make of the Super Bowl halftime show, Usher? I so like it. it. It started off slow. Started off yeah. too chaotic for me, but I thought. Agreed. I mean, I give props to guys who actually sing in their, in their uh, halftime shows. I sang a little bit. There was a lot more dancing involved, and that's part of Usher's shtick. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's a, he's he's a he's a performer. Um, but I thought great you singer. Know, don't get me wrong. He's a great singer, but yeah. you know when you're dancing and jumping around and rollerblading. You know, it, it, yeah, it threw me through a loop. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen rollerblading in a Super Bowl halftime show. So, he's no. bringing out all the tricks. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of when things started to get better. I would say, like when Will I Am came out and Alicia Keys, I thought was terrific. I I liked, to be honest with you, I, the first couple of songs I I was not that big of a fan of. Same with you, it started out a little bit too slow for me, and then. uh they ended up getting to like the features and and everyone else who came out, uh, Lil John, obviously Ludacris, uh, Alicia Keys, Will I Am for Oh Oh My God. So mm-hmm. it started to pick up. Uh, overall, like wasn't my favorite. Definitely was not my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I gave it like a seven out of ten uh, last night. So yeah, it's what it is. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into some hockey talk though. There's a big leaf story that's brewing over the course of the last couple of days with Morgan Riley. So why don't we take a break? We'll come back, get into the Leafs loss to the Senators. Morgan Riley's reaction to an empty net slap shot from Ridley Gregg. Was it onside or offside? And what should we expect as the fallout? We'll get to all that and more on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point in the season, Leaf fans. And regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contest all you have to do is pick whether studs like crosby mcdavid ovechkin matthews marner whoever will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in any given game and to win 100 times your bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight 
player stats. You hear me, Leaf fans? You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morasuti. We are a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us a shot. If you are an everydayer, you know who you are, and thank you very much for returning to the podcast. Uh, we do have new episodes that come out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, also uh, video form on YouTube as well. All right, Dave, uh, another game, uh, Battle of Ontario. It was, well, <laughs> it was an interesting game. It was an interesting game. Do, I guess we got to start with the Morgan Riley stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost, right, 5-3. They lost the game. But, I mean, the, the real storyline coming out of it is is Morgan Riley. Um, for those who missed the game, I suppose, uh, Ridley Gregg, who is known as a player that likes to get under the skin of uh, of the opposition, uh, not quite, you know, as bad as Brad Marchand, but, you know, in the ilk of a Brad Marchand. Um, so they were leading 4-3 to three in the dying seconds of the game, and Ridley Gregg decides that, uh, you know, he's going to, basically go in and all alone on a breakaway with the net empty and absolutely unload a clap bomb from basically inside the crease from about four feet from the net. He unloads a massive slap shot and uh, Morgan Riley didn't like it. Did not like it one bit, little excessive uh, in his opinion. And he goes after Ridley Gregg attacks him and kind of cross checks him in the face and uh melee kind of ensued after that morgan riley given a five game uh, or a five minute major plus a game um misconduct and then uh, was issued an in-person hearing the following day um we'll get to what that means in a second but first and foremost dave there, there was there was really two schools of thought when it came to Morgan Riley's actions, there was uh, essentially people in Toronto who, who thought good for Morgan Riley for sticking up for, uh, you know, the Leafs. Like that's just not what you need to be doing out there. Ridley Gregg uh, and liked that Morgan Riley actually stuck up for himself. And um, then there's others who clearly didn't like it and think that it's a disgusting play unneeded in the game completely unnecessary not safe could have really hurt Ridley Gregg and uh were very against what Morgan Riley had done where do you sit on that conversation I thought Morgan Riley was justified to react the way he did <laughs> you know like I think the person that that spoke that actually had the best view of almost everything was Claude Giroux <laughs> A player so, on the Ottawa Senators who is saying, you know what? Emotions in the game. He kind of justified what Morgan he, Riley did without he, actually saying it. Oh, he said, uh, yeah. So he didn't, he, he tried to not get himself in some hot water because, yeah, he kind of said, 
you know, emotions run hot you now in these games, yada, yada. And then he said, uh, uh, no comment. Essentially, yeah. then he decided just, all right, I'm going to actually rap and not talk on this and mm. threw out a no comment. And that to me says everything because he didn't stick up for his teammate either. I think he knew that his teammate had kind of, you know, done a hero move there. There's a code in the NHL. You just don't do that. And there's going to be consequences to certain actions. And, you know, there was a consequence and there was a price to be paid for showboating and taking a slap shot into the Leafs net with six seconds left in the game when you're all alone on a breakaway. Like, there's just no need for it. Just, you know, glide the puck into the net. That's what happens. I was going to say 99 of 100, but that happens 900 out of a thousand times. Like, it's... It's just there was no need for it. Absolutely no need for it. And uh, I thought, you know, Morgan Riley, the vitriol that he got afterwards from non-Leafs fans, everyone who – it was very Toronto versus everyone yeah, on Twitter when it came to this, I, I thought. But it, it was kind of funny how there was a lot of media people who were out there saying, oh, this is egregious, this is gross, uh, you can't be doing this, this isn't part of the game has to be you know a, a big time suspension and then uh you know i thought a lot of the ex-players were a little more you know soft on it as in they liked it they liked that toronto who's known for being a bit of a softer team for having no pushback you know seeing morgan riley show that passion um and and have a reaction to something like that uh a lot of Former players were very much, you know, appreciative of what they saw from Morgan Riley. Yeah, because, yeah, as you just said, the Leafs get bashed all the time for not showing emotion, for not showing that they care. One guy does it, and now he's other people crucifying. Like, people are saying that, and also calling Morgan Riley a baby for reacting the way he did. I guarantee a lot of, if you look at any other team in that situation, they're going to have. A similar reaction. You don't think Brady 100%. Kachuk would do the same thing to another player if he did that into his own net? Like Shane Pinto, after the game, kind of laughed about. He said it was funny because he knew exactly what what uh, Ridley Gregg was doing. Ridley Gregg was trying to stick it in, stick it to the Leafs that I'm. You no, know, we're winning. I'm going to take a slap shot. I've been watching hockey for a long time, and I know you have too. I watched it on many levels. I watched my brother play pee wee hockey. I watched my him play beer league hockey. I yeah. have never, ever seen a player do that and also look at the player that's coming at him knowing that a reaction is coming. The people are saying he an unsuspecting player. No, that was a guy who knew that he was going to get he was going to get a reaction. What Ridley Gregg yeah. didn't know was that Morgan Riley is going to actually go after him on a higher level. And again, that's where the problem lies. Yeah. I, go ahead. I had no issue with Morgan Riley's reaction. I just, I, as soon as the, as soon as the stick went up to the face area, I said, "Crap!" Like it was the right reaction. It just didn't land the way it was supposed to. Like you know what? This is where I'm more of the just drop the gloves, drop the stick, because that's more allowable in the NHL than using your stick. 
Yeah, um, and obviously he's been given an in-person hearing for this, and the stick got up and ended up cross-checking a guy in the face, which you never want to see, obviously. It's very dangerous, and it's 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 a tough watch for sure. Uh, why don't we take a, another break here? We'll come back, and then we could discuss um, you know, how many games we think he could he will end up getting. He's going to have an in-person hearing uh, and, and maybe we could break it down and, and give our thoughts on the matter. So we'll do that in just a moment. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. It's North America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NHL players and teams with some quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're reacting to the Maple Leafs, a 5-3 loss to the Ottawa Senators Saturday night. But more importantly, we are discussing the topic of Morgan Riley, who, uh, I mean, obviously we just talked about it. He goes and essentially cross-checks Ridley Gregg up in the jaw after Greg slap shots into the empty net from about, you know, five feet from the goal mouth. Uh, no one liked that play on both sides. Um, but an in-person hearing is what Morgan Riley is going to get. Now, I do want to make something perfectly clear. An in-person hearing means that the NHL can suspend him for more than five games. It does not mean the NHL will suspend him for more than five games, right? It's not a guarantee. It just gives them the opportunity to suspend him if they feel uh, it's it's necessary or warranted. I've heard a lot of, well, not a lot, but a couple of people I've talked to, uh, non-Leaf fans at least, continue to look at the David Perron situation uh, somewhat similar retaliatory cross check to the face um i think perron's is much more malicious but um people are looking at that and saying if that got perron six games morgan riley similar play should get six games and i don't see it i really really don't i don't think it's similar uh the one that's been floating around too was the brendan gallagher cross check to the mouth uh you know a couple of weeks ago and that only got what like a game or two, if I if I remember correctly. Um, it definitely did not get six. I think maybe two or three games. But um, that's that was my original my original thought was this probably is going to be a two gamer, maybe maybe a third game. Um, but then I, I I saw that he got an in person hearing, and I was a little surprised to see that. Uh, what went through your mind? What was your initial reaction to the to what you thought the punishment would be? And did your thought process change after hearing that it was going to be an in-person hearing as opposed to over the phone? Yeah, I, I, I know Morgan Riley has, has a clean suspension record that yep. always plays a factor in these situations as much as people want to say the situation bears a factor it does but record also 
plays a factor in this. I, I know a lot of people bring up the David Perron, but again, you're right. The situation was different. So I'm like, that could be like two, three games for Morgan Riley. Then I saw the in-person hearing and I'm like, oh, like I knew the NHL was going to do this player safety was going to do that because look at, look at how much talk there is about it. Look at which teams are playing, which team it involves. And it plays a factor because the NHL, they have they they send messages like this all the time, and this is where play, people have issues with player safety because there's does seem I wouldn't say there's a bias, but there seems to be situations where the league really puts their foot down in a way that I feel like you know the situation bears more, and I don't like it. Like remember when Austin Matthews got the two games for the Dalene one, like he yeah. hardly he barely did much on that, and he got two games, and it was like like really it was ridiculous like and i've seen similar plays to what morgan riley has done a lot of people were bringing up to me about wayne simmons getting cross-checked in the face by edmondson a few years ago and it literally went unpunished i'm like this is the issue with the department of player safety when when it becomes blown up in a big way like this they're gonna react so he's getting well, susp- he's getting suspended and it better be pressed. Like if you're setting new precedents, okay, whatever, like uh, I'll accept that. But you know, if you're the department of player safety for any, any cross check to the face, that's not considered a hockey play. That's in between whistles mm-hmm. needs to automatically be in person yeah. hearing. And however many games Morgan Riley gets, that's now going to be the, the bar. Exactly. Like that's, that's ultimately what you have to do going forward now. Can't just, you know, do this because this got all the reaction it got from Twitter and from the fans outside of Toronto um, who are clamoring that this was disgusting, needs to be out of the game, needs to be suspendable. I mean, I saw some people that say he should be kicked out of the league. Which Someone said 10 games and was adamant about it, and I'm really glad Jay Rosehill, a former Leaf, uh, yeah. came out and said, like, buddy, are you being serious? Now, he used a little more stronger language than that, um, but, like... He- to be honest, I, I, so Kelly Rudy, when he was on the broadcast, when he said that he thought it would be, you know, five plus games, five or six games, and uh, a, a hearing was going to be had, I thought he was crazy. I, I, at the time, I honestly, and even Kevin BX, I don't know if you remember listening back, he's like, no, no way. Yeah. Lo and behold, man, they you got the hearing. So looks look like at how split was... even them, like former players, they're split because yeah. the NHL has set no precedence. They kind of pick and choose. Like the Perron one, when they did that, that was sending a message because it was a retaliatory play, right? To another incident that happened in the same game, like literally in that play, they were trying to send a message to to other players, being like, "You retaliate this way, we're going to throw the book at you." question here is it's i think this situation is different because greg wasn't injured now intent always plays a factor in these as well so that's where i think riley could get screwed a little bit here and that the intent was to go after him but the intent was not to the intent was to react to a person who who baited them in a way like it didn't seem malicious you know like i i don't i don't after i watched a couple of times I saw and, the second angle. It looked worse on the second angle than the first angle. I don't know if you saw that other angle of the incident. Well, I mean, it looks 
like this, I don't know if this is the leaf, you know, leaf bias in me. If I'm wearing the blue and white goggles when I look at this, maybe it's the case. I don't know, but it looked to me as though Morgan Riley did not legitimately mean to cross check him in the face. It looked like he meant to cross check him in the shoulder, and it kind of rode up and and well, got Greg also got his hands, he got his arms up to defend, right, him. and like went like this, right, just tried to as anybody would do yeah. react and try and like, mm-hmm. you know, shield himself. And it ends up going up and hits him in the face. And then Riley, when he does that, he drops a stick. Like he noticed that that happened and dropped his stick and then like goes after the guy tries yeah. to grab him, And, you know, then was going to use the old fisticuffs at that point. So, you know, whether or not that gets taken into account, whereas David prawns was full on a cross at the guy in the mouth. Whereas like Riley, I don't think there was – there was certainly intent to send a message, but I don't yeah. think there was intent to injure Ridley Gregg. And I think that's the difference and why I don't think this is a six-game suspension. I think originally, like I said, I thought two games, maybe because it's in person and, and they're trying to set a new precedence, I could see him getting four now three or four i hope that's not the case but the in-person makes it seem like there will be maybe an extra game or two than we originally thought might be uh might be had here so i i guess i'll say three or four is going to end up being my my final guess as to how many games um i'm assuming do we know when the hearing is tuesday afternoon tuesday okay so 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 is he not he's not playing tuesday night no Regardless, I, they're playing at home Tuesday night, so he because he's going to the New York offices, so he ain't gonna be back in time. Yeah. So regardless, even if they they have the answer prior to the game, um, I guess we won't know. Um, but they should have an answer. I think the, I mean, I don't really know what Morgan Riley could say in this hearing that would make them change their mind. To be honest yeah, with you, like, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what Riley's just gonna plead his case that about the situation and emo- he's gonna bring up the emotions, just like any other player would. But the league is gonna have their own. They're gonna already know what they're. They're gonna already know what their rule yeah. is. Yeah, they're giving him the benefit of the doubt, maybe to to plead his case. But ultimately, uh, they've got. Yeah, they should have an idea after three days of deliberating what. Uh, what the suspension should be. But I don't know if you saw what the blue line is going to look like for this upcoming game now against St. Louis blues, but you take Morgan Riley off of that blue line. Not great, man. Not that. Like, I know we didn't talk too much about the game, but like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. This team, when they turn over the puck, look like deer in the headlights. Not good. Not good, man. Not good. And, and dude, like that's that's been the problem with the Maple Leafs. And, and I'm sure this is an issue with with most teams. Realistically, when you look at losses and if you're breaking them down, a lot of goals, I'm sure, come off of defensive breakdowns and turnovers. But it really does seem like every single loss by Toronto is them just self-inflicted wounds, just careless with careless with the puck in their own end. And, and goals always end up you know, going from their stick to the opponent's stick into the back of their net all the time. It seems, um, yeah, it, overall, like I, I, I didn't think it, you know, the least 
uh, were were good in that game against Ottawa. Anyways, um, you know, like they they had good pressure like on offense. I thought that Max Domi disallowed goal really turned the kind of changed the momentum of the game. Like I thought Max Domi actually had a pretty good game. Yeah. Well, then he went and he's like, "All right, looks like I got to get myself another goal," <laughs> and he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he you. did get another goal, and and uh, Matthew Nyes got his first goal in a long time. So they finally got the depth scoring, but then they couldn't get one more from uh, any anyone else in the top four. Um, well, Matthews isn't it wild that Matthews. It was funny we were talking about this in the Discord uh, for a little bit. By the way, join the Discord; it's always popping off. We'll leave it in the show notes down below. It's uh, it's it's a really good time to chat with people, especially during the games. But it was popping off that when he scored, someone uh, someone put it in the in the group chat. It was like, you know, Austin Matthews scoring goals against the the Ottawa Senators with like the handshake. And I was thinking, and and you know, you think back to the first game, obviously, where he had that four goal performance, yeah. but he had actually gone like eight straight games before that without a goal against Ottawa. For whatever reason, this guy just has not been able to score against the the Senators. He hadn't scored since the Canadian Division season. It's his first goal since that year uh, against this this Ottawa team, which I thought was insane. Um, but yeah, he he got off the scoring schneid in that game. And uh, obviously, you know, Nyes and Domi, like I said, finally giving this team some depth scoring. But you would have loved to get one more out of Willie, get one another out of, out of, out of Tavares. Maybe Mitchie could have popped on in. Um, but this goes to show this is why we keep talking about how they need to get depth scoring because not every night are you going to get four or five goals from the top four, from the big four. You got to get a couple from uh, your depth. And, and tonight it, it just wasn't enough. They shot themselves in the foot. Um, and, and we're unable to recover. Martin Jones credited with the loss. Not a great performance out of Marty Jones. Not uh, not one that I would say you're you're clamoring to put him back in the net Tuesday against St. Louis. I would say Ilya Samsonov probably goes back uh, between the pipes for that game. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, yeah, that was a frustrating. That was a frustrating game to watch, just because. A lot of people are going after Martin Jones, and I didn't think he, it was all. Uh, yeah, there were some saves you would have liked, but like there were some point blank chances on that. And the defense yeah, it was terrible. Was yeah, it wasn't terrible. Definitely was not terrible. Um, the team also, also, I should say, people were getting on William Legison, which he didn't play great. The guy hasn't played since December 27th. This True. is where I have that issue of you have guys there play them you're not supposed to be playing mark jordano as much as you've been playing him he clearly needed games off get yeah. your other guys rotated in i like to me that you put will Legison in a tough spot just because jordano got hurt all right well you're in the in the game go on yeah please. they they gotta make a move quick to address that blue line man and now like i said going forward you look at at that blue line without morgan riley Dude, it looks ugly. <laughs> oh, it, it looks, looks gross. Like you got Brody Lilligren, Benoit McCabe, and then uh, it's going to end up being Lagason and, and Timmons, I guess, or Lagason and LeJoie. Like yeah. one of those two. Unless Geo comes back, I suppose, could change. Uh, it doesn't sound like, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's anytime soon from what I yeah. heard. We were hearing with Giordano. Right. So. 
Not an ideal look for your blue line going up against uh, the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday. A team that's got themselves back into a playoff spot too. Like they're 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 a pretty quality club. They just mopped the floor with the Montreal Canadiens yesterday, and it was like seven two. I think was the the final. Um, I think Tori Krug had like five assists in that game too. I think yeah. he's may have been on my bench in fantasy too. Mm-hmm. I don't thinking back. I don't believe I made my fantasy lineup last night. I was too focused on the Super Bowl and getting in all my Super Bowl bets. I don't even think I opened up my fantasy app. Just dawned on me right now. Perfect. All right. Uh, that seems like a good... T- oh, actually, a quick shout-out. A uh, little weekend stick tap to Alex Ovechkin. Goals in five straight. Maybe he could do it, Dave. I think we're back. We're back to thinking he might be able to get it done. I think he's got like 50... Is it 58 more goals now after after this? 58, he did pass years. Gretzky. Just on yes, empty net goals. <laughs> yes, he did pass Gretzky for uh, empty net goals. Um, which is kind of, you know, bizarre. Like they, they're within 60 goals of each other and the same-ish amount has been scored via the empty net um, as, you know, scoring into a... Uh, a goalie patrolled net, I suppose, is the way other way I could word that one. Uh, so Ovi goals in five straight, up to fourteen on the year. Um, hopefully, you can keep it going, man. I I want him to break the record. I really, really do. And for a, a bit there before the All Star break, it wasn't looking good. Was well, not looking good. Mm. But he's got goals in four straight coming out of the All Star break. All right, Paul. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. Um, we'll see what happens with Morgan Riley. We'll we'll have that information tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we have it. Um, actually, we probably won't even have it by tomorrow's podcast. So probably yeah. come in the afternoon, which means uh, we'll we'll chat about it. I guess on Wednesday show more than likely. Uh, but that'll do it for us here today on the pod. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all platforms and receive daily. Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morrisuti and follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. If you're on YouTube and you enjoyed the video and the podcast, we ask you please smash that like button as they say on the tube. Uh, Comment down below your thoughts on the Morgan Riley situation. How many games you think he deserves for his actions we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow until then keep it locked right here on locked on leaves